Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. I don't get it. You stay in the race all the way to the end, and then you drop out just a day or two days before Super Tuesday? Why? Why? There's got to be a reason why. There's a great reason why, and I'll tell you why in just a minute. First, though, I'd like to correct you. It's not Super Tuesday. It's Super Thursday. Tomorrow is Super Tuesday, and I want to thank you all. No, I guess it is Super Tuesday. I'll tell you what, I'm rushing ahead, aren't I? We can can literally do a whole two-hour show on dumb things Joe Biden has said in the last 24 hours. Um, And that's pretty much exactly what I have planned today, uh, which is Super Tuesday. What's up, everybody? This is the Marquee Show, 855 765 1045. Joe Biden literally said that. He said yesterday at a campaign rally, tomorrow is Super Thursday. Tuesday. Tomorrow is Super Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I guess he's just so excited for this whole thing to be over so that he can go back to bed because, I mean, he's never, I'm going to be honest with you, he's never looked sleepier. He's never made more gaffes than this. And that's, and that's saying a lot. And the big, and the big question about this campaign going forward is not who's going to win Bernie or Biden, but how did Biden make it this far? How is it that you're Amy Klobuchar or or Pete Buttigieg or any of these other people, Tom Steyer, and you look at Joe Biden and go, man, I can't beat that guy. I'm going to have to drop out of the race. How do you go on living knowing that you lost to somebody who doesn't know what day of the week? He doesn't know the Declaration of Independence. And the man was vice president for eight years. We'll get we'll get into that here in just a minute, in just a minute as well. It's it's really troubling. Look, there's some things as the vice president of the United States that you should know. And as president, you definitely should know. And and, you know, forming a complete sentence, for example, is one of them. That's just a basic skill. You've got to be able to wake up in the morning. You've got to know who you're talking to. You've got to know whether it's Chris or Chuck. Because I'll be honest with you, if you're meeting with a bunch of world leaders and you accidentally call one of them the wrong name and they don't like each other, there's going to be a big issue. There's going to be a big issue if you're out there. If you call, for example, uh, if you call Angela Merkel, Kim Jong-un, there's going to be an issue. You need to know who's on the other end of the phone. You need to know how to complete a thought. You need to know how to get the words from your head down to your mouth and out in a way that people can understand. And Joe Biden has a really difficult time with that because he's so gosh darn old, like the oldest one of the oldest candidate in the race. One of them, Donald Trump, is the youngest man left running for president. And they're all saying that he's totally unfit. They're all saying at least he knows what day it is. 855-765-104. 855-765-104. It's going to be, look, Super Tuesday today. I was, uh, I got an email from uh, Jamie Dupree. He writes me every morning and he says, wake up. And then he says, uh, hey, here's what's going on today. He told me in this email that this is unlike anything he's ever seen before in his, in his centuries of covering politics in Washington, D.C. He says this is unlike anything he's ever seen before. Never before a Super Tuesday rally have you had not one, not two, but three presidential candidates uh, ditch 
and not even not even try to see how they're going to fare, not even try to see how many delegates they walk away with after Super Tuesday. Never before have you seen this many Democrats call it quits in such a short period of time so early in the race and all rally behind one candidate, one candidate, again, a candidate who probably is the least qualified to be president of the United States. Yesterday, uh, Amy Klobuchar announced that she was dropping out of the race and guess what? Supporting Joe Biden for president. I am ending my campaign and endorsing Joe Biden for president. And everybody screamed and yelled. And I'm going to be honest with you, is an Amy Klobuchar endorsement something that's going to push somebody over the edge or all these Bernie Sanders supporters going Amy Klobuchar, I, she's on, she's team Biden. Well, I'm good. Well, now guess what? Now I'm with Biden too. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, just one day after going to South Bend, Indiana and suspending his campaign has now come out. Well, not, I guess I shouldn't say come out. He's, he's been out for a while, but he's now come out in support of Joe Biden. I'm delighted to endorse and support Joe Biden for president. <laughs> and even Beto O'Rourke. You guys remember Beto O'Rourke? Beto O'Rourke has come out and he has said that he, too, is supporting Joe Biden. I will be casting my ballot for Joe Biden. Beto O'Rourke, by the way, has been out of the presidential race since I think the day after it began. This guy had this guy flamed out faster than anybody in political history. He he launched this 60 million dollar Senate campaign against Ted Cruz. He lost ridiculously badly. He slunk away, said he was going to run for president, and he was the first one out. He was the first. He dropped out before Cory Booker. He dropped out before Kamala Harris. Even Tulsi Gabbard is still in this race. And Beto O'Rourke had to call it quits because he had no support. He had nobody behind him. He had no uh, clout. He had no money. Nobody wants to give Beto O'Rourke their cash. Nobody is handing this guy peso saying, please go run for president. So he had to come out. Uh, he had to come out in support of Joe Biden. Oh, fun fact. After the rally where Amy Klobuchar and Beto O'Rourke threw their support behind the former vice president, Beto O'Rourke took Joe Biden to Whataburger. That's where the after party was. And of course, in pure and, and true Beto O'Rourke fashion, he live streamed the whole thing on the Internet. He got on his periscope and he showed Joe Biden walking up to the Whataburger counter and looking at the menu and trying to figure out what exactly he wanted to eat. They sat down at one of the little cubicles or when you get the booths and they had their drinks and their fries. And the whole thing was just totally bizarre. You go to you go to Dallas, you have a rally, you get support from Amy Klobuchar, you get support from Beto O'Rourke and then you go to Whataburger. I guess that's what I guess that's in Texas what you do. Like here we would go to. I don't know, we would go to Crystal or, or, or Metro Diner or Five Guys or who knows. Who I wouldn't go anywhere with Joe Biden because I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like Joe Biden orders like my dad does. Whenever I go out with my dad, it takes him 20 minutes to order because he's always asking about stuff that's like not on the menu and flirting with the waitress because he's a dirty. It's true. I, the last time I took my dad out to dinner here, he, you know, the lady comes up, she goes, would you like something to drink? And he looks at her and he goes, do you have yingling? And she goes, no, sir, I'm sorry, we don't have yingling. And he goes, hmm. What do you got on tap? And she goes, well, we have Bass, Guinness, Miller Lite, Bud Light, and Corona. And he looks at her and goes, no yingling. I'm like, oh, my God, just bring the guy, just bring him a Bud Light and call it a day. So, I mean, that, that's kind of how I feel Joe Biden would be like, hmm, do I want a Whataburger or a Whataburger with bacon? How much bacon is on the Whataburger? And so, can I get, is that low cal? Do you have a keto burger? That's how I imagine eating with Joe Biden. I would never want to take him anywhere. 
And so Joe, pardon me. And so Joe Biden is out there and he's campaigning his last. I mean, this is his last ditch effort. South Carolina was huge for him. Today is not going to be as big. And it's going to be a real rude awakening for for all of these people who dropped out of the race and threw their support behind old Joe. And it's going to be a rude awakening for all of these Joe Biden supporters who came out and they were excited. And they're like and people are giving him money now again today because they thought after South Carolina he was going to be he could come back and win this thing and he could fight back socialism. But but look, I mean, it's true. It's unprecedented. Jamie Dupree, as I said in that email, said never before has this happened. And the reason, the reason that these people are doing this, the reason that they are throwing their support behind this old, crusty dude who can't, you know, who doesn't know who he's talking to half the time, and then the other half the time doesn't know what he's trying to say, the reason they're doing that is because of one thing, their fear. Their fear. They are petrified. They are petrified of another four years of Donald Trump in the White House. They can't contain themselves. They can't. They know. They see it on the horizon. They see Bernie Sanders skyrocketing. They see Bernie Sanders winning these delegates, and they think to themselves, "Okay, we have to rally support. We have to get everybody out of the race. It's got to be one on one. We've got to formulate all of our moderates. We've got to get all the moderates together. We've got to put them behind one candidate and one candidate only, and that candidate it has to be Joe Biden." The old guy who mumbles, who doesn't know where he is, who worked with Obama for eight years, who, I mean, couldn't win one of the first three primary states. Not Pete Buttigieg, because let's face it, he's too young. He's too new. Black people hate him. We should probably rally behind Joe Biden because he's the guy that's going to get this done. I mean, he he can't even beat Bernie Sanders in Iowa. He can't beat Bernie Sanders in New Hampshire. He can't beat Bernie Sanders in Nevada. But somehow this is the guy that's going to beat Bernie Sanders nationwide. And then after that, he's going to beat Donald Trump. It's weird, man. I don't understand how this party thinks. I don't understand what the what the brainstorming session is like. You want a strong candidate to beat Donald Trump, so you go to the guy who's getting beaten by the guy who you think is going to be losing to Donald Trump in the landslide? It doesn't work, it doesn't work that way, does it? 855-765-1045. Listen, we've got we'll get in, we've got tons of clips from this Joe Biden speech. This Joe Biden rally in Dallas not only does it prove just how far gone Joe Biden is as a person, but also it shows just how far gone this uh, this party is as a party. The things that they're saying, the things that they're talking about, I, 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 I don't know who they're trying to fool, but I'm not buying it. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Mark K shows on the way. So stay tuned to 104.5 WOKV. Tomorrow's Superstar Tuesday. And I want to thank you all. I tell you what, I'm rushing ahead, aren't I? I mean, usually you're falling behind, so I guess it's a good, I guess you're going in the right direction now. This is Joe Biden. Look, Joe Biden, again, we don't make this stuff up and we don't, for example, the Declaration of Independence clip. If you, if, I'll play this for you now and, and we have to get into it a little later on. But Joe Biden, Joe Biden, who supposedly has been in Congress since the Declaration of Independence was signed. Joe Biden, who's been a senator, who's been vice president, who's been the head of several committees, who's run for president several times, can't remember the Declaration of Independence. Yesterday at a campaign rally, he said this. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the, you know the thing. All men and women are created by the go, you know, you know, you know the thing. 
He's just assuming that we, you know, we, you know what? We'll just, I'll just finish. You finish the statement in your own head because I forget. By the, go, you know the, you know the thing. Yeah, and, and I'm showing this to my kids yesterday, and they're laughing hysterically. Like my son goes, "Daddy, play that Declaration of Independence clip again." And I'm like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, one more time, please." And then I'll go to bed. I promise. So I'm in my office, and instead of watching YouTube or or Disney Channel or The Mandalorian, we're watching, you know, Joe Biden try to get through the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. And my kids are laughing. And my wife pulls me aside. And she goes, "Should we really be teaching our kids to laugh at presidential candidates?" And I said, "Well, first of all, he's not going to be a presidential candidate much longer. And second of all, I'm not teaching my kid to laugh at this. He's just do- that's like a gut reaction. That is his that is his knee jerk reaction. He hears it. He's I'm not saying, hey, come laugh at this, son. I'm saying, hey, come watch this. And he realizes how ridiculous it is. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the, go. You know the you know the thing. Right, and it's not look, and it's not like he's trying to ask for a corkscrew. Because sometimes, you know, I get that. I'll be, I'll tell my wife, I'll be like, can you get the um, you know, what's the the you know, with the wine and the open the cork and then can we can you get it? And she goes, the corkscrew. Oh yeah, the thing. That's totally different. We all have those brain farts. This is the document that led, that led to our revolution and and created the United States of America. And the key phrase that he's stumbling over is all men are created equal. That's the phrase he can't remember ironically. By, go you know the you know the thing. What is it? Yeah, equality. That's what I'm that's what I was looking for. Yeah, we're all equal and stuff. Uh, we're all equal. It's great. It's great. And by the way, it doesn't mention anything about women, which I'm not saying that you know that was an oversight. I'm sure on uh, on Thomas Jefferson's part. But you know, maybe in the maybe there'll be like a 2.0 version or a rewrite, much like they did with the Air Force the Air Force anthem. In, the, in fact, the Air Force anthem. I don't even know this. They rewrote it to be gender neutral, so it doesn't say anything about men or women. It just says people or Americans or something like that. Maybe that maybe that's what he's trying to do. Maybe he's rewriting the Constitution or the uh, Declaration of Independence. They say they've been saying for years. How how many times have we heard Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi and Jerry Nadler and Joe Biden and and Amy Klobuchar and Bernie Sanders? How many times have we heard these people say Donald Trump is destroying, he's shredding the Constitution. Donald Trump is ripping up the Constitution. Donald Trump is wiping his butt with the Constitution. I've heard them all say that a million times. Well, guess what? Joe Biden is shredding the Declaration of Independence right before our eyes. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the... Go, you know the, you know the thing. You know, I mean, <laughs> he's gonna be what if he if he gets to the White House, he's gonna be wandering around Pennsylvania Avenue one day like a doddering old fool, going, "Is around here some big, big white White House?" Some cops gonna be like, "Sir, are you lost?" Silver alert! Silver alert! Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Listen, quick break. We'll be right back. More of the Marque Show coming up on one zero four point five WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the, you know the thing. 
look, I, and again, we like to make fun of Joe Biden because, I mean, he, it's almost like he wants us to. He may, I mean, you can't do this day after day after day and not expect people to make fun of you. It's just like, I mean, it's just basically what happens. But for, for a candidate, a presidential candidate, to give a speech and not be able to quote, all men are created equal – uh, I mean, from the from the Declaration of Independence, if you're trying to quote the Declaration of Independence, you ought to have it written down somewhere or you just should make sure that you know it before you start. Because what happens is you get out there and and if you missed it, Joe Biden at a campaign rally the other day, just before Super Tuesday, or as he likes to call it, Super Thursday. Tomorrow's Super Thursday. Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, he started to give this big impassioned speech and he started quoting the Declaration of Independence, specifically this part. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know, the, you know, the thing. And I mean, again, as the president of the United States, I feel like these are things that you should know. You can't get a pass on not being able to come up with a complete thought. You cannot get a pass on somebody's name. You cannot get a pass on important dates and times and things like that. How is it? He literally told Chris Wallace the other day when he flubbed his name and called him Chuck Todd. He literally said, man, it's early. It was 10 o'clock in the morning. What time does he think the president of the United States wakes up on a Sunday? The president of the United States is up at all hours of the day. That, that you know, the, the legendary phone could ring at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, the one that Hillary Clinton doesn't answer either. I mean, you, it's not a leisure time activity. Being president of the United States takes vim and vigor and energy. And you've got to have, I mean, you, not just experience, but you've got to have mental clarity. You've got to be able to communicate with people. You've got to be able to speak. And he can't, I mean, he can't even say, he, he, he doesn't even know the, the Declaration of Independence and, and the whole part about equality. But, go, you know, the, you know the thing. Right, we know the thing. I don't have to tell you, America. You know that you guys learned it in school, right? You know the thing. But, go, you know the, you know the thing. I mean, could you imagine, could you imagine Joe Biden, like, uh, quoting the Constitution? We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice and ensure domestic tranquility and provide for the common, uh, uh, but, Go, you know the, you know the thing. Right. You know, I mean, with, with the Bill of Rights, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the, the. My, go, you know the, you know the thing. Yeah, hickory dickory dock. Uh, the mouse ran up the clock. The clock struck one and the mouse, uh. My, go, you know the, you know the thing. I mean, you can go on and, <laughs> you can go on and, Joe Biden gets invited to read uh, books to a bunch of little children. He's like, I will not eat them in a box. I will not eat them with a fox. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them. Uh, By, go, you know the you know the thing. I mean, there's there's classic lines in American history that you must know as the president, and he just I mean, it's it definitely shows that there is something wrong with Joe Biden and Amy Klobuchar. For whatever, I mean, Amy Klobuchar, who comes out and says, look, Do Donald Trump has got to go. I'm pulling out of the race so that everybody can throw their support behind, behind Joe Biden. She gets up there and she says, if you feel tired of the noise and the nonsense in our politics. By the way, when she first said that, I thought she was talking about Joe Biden. I was like, oh, she's she's totally digging on the guy and he's standing right there. But go, you know, the, you know, the thing. No, apparently the noise and the nonsense she was talking about uh, was Donald Trump. But then she said that Joe Biden is the guy to rally the people and build that coalition of our fired up Democratic base. Joe Biden can't even say the word coalition. 
He doesn't even know what day it is. There's no way this guy's going to be able to rally your supporters and Pete Buttigieg's supporters and who are, and all the moderate Democrats. They're all going to rally around Joe Biden. None of them are going to be like, you know what? I I'm better off with I'm better off with Donald Trump for four more years. I'm going to be honest with you. It hasn't been that bad. And I really think Joe Biden would make things 10 times worse. Amy Klobuchar, again, is now convinced after running against the guy for almost a full year, she's now convinced he's the saving grace. That he will not just govern with his head. Well, thank God for that. <laughs> that's, that's the good news. <laughs> that Joe Biden's not just going to govern with his head. But he will also govern with his heart. And that's probably really the only organ left in Joe Biden's body that's still working the way it should. Think about this. Joe Biden has no brain and a great heart. Uh, Bernie Sanders has a bad heart, uh, but a great brain. Together, they make a really great presidential candidate. All you need is a cowardly lion, and you've got a you and you've got an amazing fairy tale. Courage. Yeah. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Hey, put them up. Put them up. What do they got that I ain't got? <laughs> Eight, Courage. Eight five five seven six five. 104.5. This whole rally is, I mean, again, Amy Klobuchar, God love her. She's got nothing better to do now. She knows she's not going to win. And I don't know what they promised her. I don't know what kind of cabinet position or or what they're going to give her in like four years. I don't know if she's she's even in the running to be um, uh, vice president. I don't know how how important Minnesota is to them. But but she did. She pulled out of the race before Super Tuesday, which, again, is unheard of. You know, she could have at least stayed through today to see what kind of a shot she had. Pete Buttigieg could have stayed through today to see what kind of a shot he had. But they're so just fearful of Donald Trump winning another term. They're so fearful of Bernie Sanders being the candidate that the Democrats throw up against Donald Trump and they will flame out. They will. This entire country will be red. One state, Vermont, one state, Vermont will be blue. Everything else is going to go to Trump. With Bernie Sanders as the candidate, 855-765-1045, and they know it. And that's why they're strong-arming everybody to get behind Joe Biden. Hey, Leon on the north side. Leon, how are you? Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. What do you want to say, sir? Hey, Mark, I think this is great what's going on. The Democratic Party is, is exploding. I think what Bernie Sanders ought to do since they're trying to stack the deck against him is wait right to the last minute and then go to a third party and throw him in utter turmoil. He doesn't have to go to a third party. He's got the second party. He's not even a Democrat, and he's running the Democratic Party. That's how bad it is for them. I mean, if, if, look, well, if they, it'll definitely guarantee Trump a win either way. Oh, either way. Either way. Donald Trump, I don't think, is uh, is concerned about anything. And and yet, and yet, Donald Trump is he knows what's happening with Bernie Sanders. He knows that the Democrats are openly trying to steal this election from Bernie Sanders for a second time. He knows that they're openly trying to get to a contested convention so they can put Joe Biden in Bernie Sanders place. He knows that Joe Biden, sleepy Joe Biden, is no match for Donald Trump. He knows that that Bernie Sanders is way too much of a communist, democratic, socialist, whatever you want to call him, to get major support with moderate Democrats. Donald Trump knows all of this. And yet Donald Trump is out there campaigning. Donald Trump is running basically unopposed, and he is traveling to just as many states, if not more states, than any of these Democrats. And he's meeting just as many people, if not more people, than these Democrats. And he's holding just as many rallies, if not more rallies, than these Democrats. He is openly campaigning unopposed. And that is exactly why Donald Trump will win no matter who 
No matter, they could put them both up. They could say we're going to have co-presidents, Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. They're running together. And well, you know what? To make it fun, we'll put Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar as co-vice presidents, all four of them. You could wrap up all four of their supporters, put them all on the ballot, send them all out there in November, and they would still get trounced by Donald Trump. Mainly because because uh, Joe Biden would show up on the wrong day. That's what they, they just they just showed video of Bernie Sanders voting today in Vermont. And I'm like, where's the video of Joe Biden voting in Delaware? Delaware. Oh, we'll see that on Thursday. Tomorrow's superstar. Tuesday. Yeah. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. All right, listen, I've, I've blathered long enough. We are going to uh, get to some of your phone calls here in just a minute. If you have an open mic message you want to send, you can do that, too. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Mark Dupree, this is Bo Jiden here. Sure is good to talk to you on the Jamie Linball Show here on the evening of Super Tuesday, on the morning of whatever you want Wednesday. I just want to say to all your listeners, do re mi fa so la di da, and please go to joeobama.com. <laughs> I think I was, that was pretty accurate. That was a pretty accurate uh, impression of Joe Biden there. 855-765-1045. Yeah, it's our Super Thursday edition of the Mark K Show. Tomorrow's Super Thursday. Yeah, I know. Joe Biden is getting some votes. Look, and again, do not be shocked when Joe Biden loses bigly today because Joe Biden was only supposed to win South Carolina. And he and he did. I mean, in, in, in all fairness, Joe Biden won his firewall. Everyone said Joe Biden's got a massive lead in South Carolina. Black voters in South Carolina love Joe Biden. Uh, you know, he's got the Clyburn touch. Joe Biden is going to win that state. And he did. And all of a sudden, the party exploded. Like this was the, like all of a sudden. Wow. Look at Joe Biden. He is the walking dead. He's amazing. He's Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, he's Lazarus risen from the grave. He's rolling. He's going to take down Bernie Sanders. All of a sudden, Bernie Sanders won the three other primaries. And Bernie Sanders was not even supposed to win South Carolina. I don't even think Bernie Sanders was in South Carolina. I don't even think Bernie Sanders can spell South Carolina. But it doesn't matter because there's, what, 15 states today? There's a ton of them. California, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Texas, Virginia, Vermont, Utah. I mean, all these states today, the majority of them are going to go to Bernie Sanders. 855-765-1045. Eric is in Edgewater. Eric, thanks so much for holding patiently. How are you, sir? What do you want to say? Hey, I love this show. It's my morning cardio workout. Oh, I appreciate um, that. Hopefully you won't get a heart attack. Hey, if, if by some chance, if uh, Joe Biden does defeat Ronald Reagan in all 57 <laughs> states, um, this is Obama's fingerprints are all over this. And this is a second attempt at the Obama 2.0 administration. And you're going to see all kinds of crazy appointments like Secretary of Education is going to be Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. Uh Hillary will be put Secretary of Treasury, and then will be broke. And definitely, Pete Buttigieg has been promised he will head up the newly formed Department of LGBTQ MNLOP rights in the United States. And this country will definitely have some major problems. Obama's in the background. Him and Soros are the puppet masters. Your take on all this. Eric, look, uh, the Obama factor is not – I think that the yeah, – by the way, that was very funny. But I think that the Obama factor, if you're really looking at it seriously, because people have said, why isn't Obama endorsing Joe Biden? Why isn't Obama coming out for, for Joe Biden? Joe Biden needs Obama's endorsement stat. In fact, there's a whole commercial that the, uh, the, the committee to protect the president or whatever is running now saying Barack Obama won't even support Joe Biden. Why should you? 
Well, the answer is you shouldn't. But the other answer is Barack Obama picked Hillary Clinton in the last election and she lost. There's nobody in this election who can beat Donald Trump. So if he comes out for Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders or any of them, he's going to be a two time loser. That is a huge hit to his credibility. You can't endorse Hillary Clinton, have her go down in flames and then come back and endorse Joe Biden, who is even worse because he was your vice president. And now your endorsement twice has sunk the other candidate. He's not going to endorse anybody ever. Ever. He's going to sit in the background and he's going to watch them totally flame out because he knows Joe Biden's not going to be the nominee. He's not stupid. You know, he's he's a crook and he's a criminal and he's really, 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 you know, got some he's corrupt, but he's not stupid. And he knows that if he wants to remain credible as some kind of political, uh, you know, oracle or some kind of political consultant or if he wants to have any credibility at all with the Democratic Party, he can't endorse a, a loser. Because then he becomes the two-time loser. And then an endorsement from Obama becomes the kiss of death. Think about it. Hillary Clinton gets an Obama endorsement. He says she'd be a better president than either one of us, meaning him and Joe. And she loses to Donald Trump. And then Joe Biden comes along. Oh, Joe Biden, he'd be a better president than either one of us, meaning him and Hillary. And all of a sudden he loses to Donald Trump. Nobody is going to be knocking on Obama's door. They're going to be saying, whatever you do, don't endorse me. For the love of God, I want to win. Doc from the beaches. How you doing, Doc? Hey, hey, my friend. You are cracking me up today. Oh, thanks, Doc. I appreciate that. <laughs> my question is, yeah. after Joe Biden gets his butt kicked on Super Tuesday, do you think he will suspend his campaign to endorse Joe Biden? After who does? <laughs> that was very good. I'm now suspending my campaign. I endorse Joe Biden. I mean, Chuck, Chuck Todd. I mean, Chris, well, I'm out oh, hell with it. Eight, five, Jill, take me home finally. 855-765-1045. April in Lake Asbury. How you doing, April? I'm great. How are you? Oh, doing wonderfully, April. Uh, what do you want to say? Um, well, I have, I'm, I have a gift for any T-shirt makers out there. I figure all they have to do is uh, put a picture of the Constitution on the front of the shirt and then the saying, you know the thing. Yeah, that's and, uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll 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 sell out. That's a great I'm, point. I'm a baker, so that's why I'm so willing to give that to them. I figure I already have an idea for my cakes. You yeah. know, uh, uh, make sure you do. Make sure you use the Declaration of Independence, though, and not the Constitution. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. Yeah, you know the, you know. I have a dream that my that my four little children will one day live in a nation where where they will not be judged by the by the color of their by their. We hold these truths to be self evident. Yeah, you know, but the, that thing eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Go. You know the you know the thing. <laughs> oh, that's how we're gonna give out the phone number. Uh, give us a buzz eight five five seven six five. Go, you know the you know the thing. <laughs> Quick break, more more of the Marque show coming up on one hundred four point five W. Go, you know the you know the thing. Pull back right beat. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between ten and twelve. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Marque show. This is the Marque show. President Biden, we need your orders. Well, you know, just uh, launch the things. Uh, sh shoot the, you know, uh, launch. You, you know what I want. Just just do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could look. 
He jokes, but that's literally what we're heading for with the Joe Biden presidency. 855-765-1045. I'm going to play you some more clips from because here's the other thing. Donald, uh, Donald Trump is the target. We know this, right? And we that's not we are all familiar with Donald Trump as the it's not about Bernie Sanders. It's not about Joe Biden. It's all about Donald Trump. And the things Joe Biden said that you actually that you could understand the comprehensible part of his big rally yesterday in Dallas is probably even scarier than the stuff he stumbled over. We'll get to that here in just a minute. First, though, Alex is in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Alex, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing good, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. I had a couple questions. Sure. Uh, first off, uh, I'm just kind of curious because I'm seeing fear of, like you said, with with um, Donald Trump another four years, but I'm also seeing a lot of fear of Comrade Bernie for mm-hmm. four to eight years. I'm just kind of curious which one you think they're, the Democrats are more afraid of, and then also, what, are, what do you think are the chances of a dark horse candidate that I keep hearing about, like Michelle Obama or Hillary jumping back in? Yeah, both great questions. First of all, all the fear is Donald Trump. The fear of Bernie is a fear of Donald Trump. Um, they know Bernie's not going to win. And if Bernie doesn't win, that means that Donald Trump does. So whenever they say we need to stop Bernie Sanders or whenever they're yelling at Bernie Sanders or calling Bernie Sanders a communist, they don't care about Bernie Sanders. They care that Bernie Sanders will lose to Donald Trump and Donald Trump will be the president. So all fear, all fear in the Democratic Party is about Donald Trump. As far as the uh, the third party candidate coming in, the only third party candidate that they should be afraid of right now is Bernie Sanders. Because Michelle Obama and Hillary Clinton are establishment enough to know that a third party run would destroy anybody's chance at beating Donald Trump. Nobody really has a chance. But if you're if you're looking for a miracle, if you're praying for a miracle, if you're down on your knees pretending to be Catholic like Nancy Pelosi does and begging God for some kind of miracle to stop Donald Trump and put Joe Biden in the White House, then the last thing you want to do is have Hillary Clinton or Michelle Obama come in as a third party candidate. You've already got Michael Bloomberg trying to do that. And really, if Michael Bloomberg uh, if or Bernie Sanders gets this nomination, what you're going to I'm sorry, if Joe Biden gets this nomination, then what you're going to see is you're, you may see Michael Bloomberg right mounting a third party, but you will definitely see Bernie Sanders do it. Because remember, Bernie Sanders is not even a Democrat. He is an I. He's an independent. He's all about himself. He caucuses with the Democrats, but he's not one. And the and the other thing you need to keep in mind is Bernie Sanders is not a Democrat because to him, the Democrats aren't socialist enough. So he's become an independent. And if the Democrats take the nomination away from him again, if they steal the delegates from him again, if they go to the convention and fight him again, and if they give somebody else the nomination when he deserves it again, he will bolt. He will take his Bernie bros. They will burn down Milwaukee just like they promised. They will burn down Washington, D.C. just like they promised. They will run on a third party ticket and they will guarantee Donald Trump another four years. So with the Democrats, they're damned if they do, damned if they don't when it comes to Bernie Sanders. And it's their own fault. They created him. Eight five. The way they treated him last time around, they created him. And now He's totally out of their control. 855-765-1045. Great questions, though. This is Lisa in St. Augustine. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Hey, Mark. How are you? Oh, great. What did you want to say, Lisa? Well, I am I was kind of going to go along with that um, thing about Obama. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you heard 
Didn't he have a meeting with uh, Buttigieg? Um, I heard, like, I think Rush said it or something. But um, they're probably strong on arming him to quit. And if they don't want Bernie to win because he can't beat Donald Trump, well, um, Biden can't beat Donald Trump because he's the biggest buffoon there ever was. And then I'm thinking Obama wants power so bad, I feel like he's going to put, like, Michelle as VP and thinking and strong arming everybody else because he's got so power hungry, you know, that – because obviously Biden can't beat Trump either. So what do you think is the deal then? I, I feel like there's some nastiness going on behind the scenes with Obama. Oh, somehow, there, are, there always is. There always is. Like the, the one thing with the Democrats, and the and you see this in the Congress, you see this in the Senate, you see this with the uh, articles of impeachment, you see this even with Joe Manchin. They stick together. They hate each other behind closed doors. They yell at each other. They threaten each other. But Nancy Pelosi and AOC are not besties. They're not she's not mentoring her. They hate each other with a passion. But when it comes down to it, they hate the Republicans more. They caucus together. They get together. And, yeah, Barack Obama may need to pull uh, Pete Buttigieg into into a room and, you know, and give him an old tongue lashing and say, hey, this is the way it's going to go. You know, we're we're getting behind Biden because you don't have a shot. And four years of Donald Trump is horrible for us, specifically for Barack Obama, because the the crimes and misdemeanors that Donald Trump and Bill Barr and the Justice Department could unearth in another four years when they are un, un, uh, unhindered by by articles of impeachment or any kind of Senate trial. When Donald Trump doesn't have to worry about his poll numbers, when Donald Trump doesn't have to worry about reelection and he can just go ham. And he can turn he can let the Justice Department loose on Obama and Hillary and Biden and Hunter Biden and everybody else. They're petrified. They're petrified. So damn right. Obama's going to tell Pete Buttigieg how it is. Damn right. He's going to tell Amy Klobuchar what's what. And he's going to say you're quitting now, now or else. And look, they both have a future. Pete Buttigieg is 38. He could wait 12 years. He could run again when he's 50 and he could still be one of the youngest presidents that we've ever had. So, it's you know, it, that that's not surprising to me at all. It's never happened before, but I'm not surprised at all. 855-765-1045. Tanner in Jacksonville. How you doing, Tanner? Hey, Mark. Uh, I'm a college student at UNF in Jacksonville. Yeah. I have a question about uh, Bernie and wanted to get your opinion on something. Okay, sure. So, uh, Bernie always claims to be a socialist, right? A democratic socialist. Correct, it? yeah. But, you know, if, if somebody presses him about it, he gives some... Generic answer that dodges the question. You know, he says something like, uh, yeah, "Well, if you if you mean that by socialism that I believe everyone should have a living wage, then yes, I'm a socialist." Right. As uh, you know, like Norway and Sweden and Denmark, but those are not socialist countries. They have socialized healthcare and they have socialized programs, but they have free market economies. But on the other side of that, whenever people do question Bernie on Okay, do you believe in nationalism of the means of production? Do you actually believe that corporations, like, he certainly feels that capitalism has failed the United States. So do you think that Bernie Sanders is an octogenarian communist, or is he just a phony? (laughs) Uh, D, all of the above. That's a great, (laughs) Tanner, that's a great question. Oh, I accidentally hung up on him. Tanner, great question. Uh, 
Let me the, here's an here's the perfect example of Bernie Sanders. Bernie's you can't be a democratic socialist or let's you know chalk it up to what it is. You can't be a communist and run for office in a capitalist system. You can't roll into a democratic republic, ask people to vote you in democratically, and then turn around and institute a, a socialist agenda. It just doesn't work. Case in point. The other day, when Bernie Sanders was in, where were they, in, in Columbia, and they had to get to Charleston or vice versa for a rally, it's a two-hour drive in South Carolina. You get in a car, you drive two hours, you're in Charleston. You get back in the car, you drive two hours, you're in Columbia. Well, Bernie Sanders got on not one, not two, but three private jets to make the 10-minute trip to Charleston so that he could have a bigger rally faster so he could reach more people. He didn't want to waste two hours in the air when there was campaigning to do. And also, he got on the wrong jet. That's how difficult it is to be a, a socialist in a capitalist economy. You go to the airport, you're like, which one of these private jets is mine? I don't, I'm so confused. I hate capitalism. Too many private jets. It's so confusing. But that's the problem you have. Bernie Sanders has to get on a private airplane and fly 10 minutes to Charleston to do a rally so that he can get elected and institute socialist agenda items that will then make it harder for anyone to fly on a private jet. That is the catch-22. That is the that is the communist catch-22 when you live in the United States of America and you're running for president. I hate the private jet, but without the private jet, I can't go campaign. And if I can't campaign, I can't become president so I can tax everybody so that nobody can have a private jet. Oh, my God, I hate capitalism. My head's going to explode. That's the, that's the dilemma. So is he a phony? No, he's really a communist. But in order to get what he wants done in the United States of America, he's got to embrace capitalism and at least pretend to sort of kind of like the United States of America or else nobody's going to vote for him. Great question, though. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of your calls coming up. It's the Marque Show on 104.5 WOKV. All men and women created by go you know the you know the thing. Oh, it's Super Thursday, y'all. <laughs> and I want to thank you all. Yeah. I tell you what, I'm rushing ahead, aren't I? That's the first time Joe Biden's ever been ahead of himself. Usually he's a few paces behind. 855-765-1045. All right, you know, we got a a short break here. Let's try to get as many phone calls as we can in. This is Jerry in Jacksonville. How you doing, Jerry? Hey, how's it going? I'm good, man. What do you want to say today, sir? I just wanted to say is I don't think it's – it's either Democrats or Republicans' fault while Bernie Sanders is rising. I believe it's both of their fault. I believe it's Washington's fault. For eight years, they did – you know, they did the last president where they wouldn't help him pass anything. And I don't agree with all Barack Obama's, you know, policies, but he did want to bring taxes to 25 percent for corporations. He did want an infrastructure bill, but they were blocked. Now, Democrats are doing the same thing to Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. That's why we gave raise – to, to Bernie Sanders. Again, it's both parties and their BS. We're tired of it. We're just tired of it. Now, I'm not with Bernie Sanders. As a Democrat, I am fighting like hell for uh, Joe Biden. And the reason why I say that is because I think this needs to, this country needs to get back to no other role policies. And we're not doing that. Everybody's picking their corners and going to it, and there's nothing getting done. Our roads are falling apart, and we can't get an infrastructure deal done, which both sides can agree on. All right, so you're so you're a Democrat, and you're with Joe Biden because uh, you believe he'll get infrastructure done. 
I believe that he's not going to tax the hell out of me for, for health care. Listen, I work you believe Joe. Off. You believe Joe Biden won't tax the hell out of you? The first thing he's going to do is repeal the tax cut that Donald Trump put forth two years ago. But listen, that tax cut doesn't help me as a small business. That tax cut went to the top 1% of this country. And listen, I get it. We have to be competitive globally. I totally get that. Yeah. But there has to be fairness for us small businesses, okay? Jerry, how many, how, how many employees do you have? I have less than 10. There's nine to be exact, okay? And none of them make under $15 an hour. But it's because I don't have to have... 10 Lamborghinis. I don't have to have 10 big houses. I care about my employees. They're American employees. Right. And I want to make sure that when they go home, that they can feed their kids and not have to feed them cereal at night. That All they right. can pay their mortgage. That they can work their butts off and get ahead just like I did. You guys are perversing capitalism. Capitalism is great for this country, but you're perversing it. And that's where I am with that. Jerry, listen, hey, thanks so much for the call. We really appreciate it. Unfortunately, I mean, we're not perversing capitalism. What you don't realize is that your small business benefits from the Trump tax cuts because if other people didn't have money, you wouldn't have business. When I got my $1,000 rebate from my company because they got a major tax cut, I didn't put it in the bank like my wife wanted me to. I went out and spent it on something stupid. I probably went and played poker with it. Somebody else got that money, and the economy gets boosted. Your employees, while you may think that the Donald Trump ta tax cut doesn't affect your business personally, your fewer than 10 employees who, thankfully, you're paying them a decent wage. That's great. Thankfully, you don't have to pay them minimum wage. But, it, but because of that Trump tax cut, they are now keeping more of that money that you pay them so if you vote for somebody like like joe biden or bernie sanders everybody becomes poorer you become poorer your employees become poorer i become poorer and when people become poorer that's when they save their money rich people don't save their money they spend it they buy 10 lamborghinis they buy 10 houses they put people to work building things and producing things and that salesperson that sells them that lamborghini gets a nice commission and can then send their kids to school or buy their wife some kind of bag it's all cyclical you have to spend the money in an economy and unfortunately when the government takes your taxes away when the government taxes your business or your employees at a higher rate people do the opposite of what they're supposed to do to grow the economy they stop spending and that's when we're all in dire straits. So if you talk to your employees, you'll find out, I'm sure, that they appreciated that Trump tax cut. And they especially will appreciate it here in a couple of months. And they would 1,000% appreciate it if, God forbid, Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders ever became president and took it away. Great question, though. 855-765-1045. Also, I think you may need a new accountant. Because because as a small business owner, you should be getting a $20,000 tax credit at the end of the... Oh, you know what? Hang on. I'll give you my account saying he's great. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Mark K Show on the way. Stay tuned uh, to 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. The man in the White House today poses an existential threat to this country, to our democracy, to free and fair elections. That is Beto O'Rourke from Texas, who is <laughs> pledging his support for Joe Biden. I will be casting my ballot for Joe 
Oh, wait, hold on. What happened? Biden. What, yeah. Biden. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. <laughs> he pulled a Joe Biden there. But the Beto O'Rourke, man, he was out in force. He was talking about what, what free and fair election. Listen to what he said about free. The man in the White House is suppressing free and fair elections. To our democracy, to free and fair elections. He's talking to the de Ask Bernie Sanders about free and fair elections and then get back to me, okay? I mean, this is what this is what Beto O'Rourke said about Joe Biden. And we need somebody who can beat him. And in Joe Biden, we have that man. We have someone who, in fact, is the antithesis of Donald Trump. And I think he meant that as a compliment to Joe Biden. But I feel like it's more of a compliment to Donald Trump, because thank God Donald Trump is the antithesis to Joe Biden. He's not from Washington, D.C. He hasn't spent the last 40 years in Washington, D.C. becoming corrupt and becoming shady and working backroom deals with the Ukraine so that his son can benefit and working backroom deals with Barack Obama and covering up Hillary Clinton's crimes. Thank God he's the antithesis of Joe Biden, who can't put two thoughts together. Thank God he's the antithesis of Joe Biden, who smells people openly and grabs them in, in, in the Oval Office and in the White House. Thank God that he's, the, he's all things that Joe Biden is not. He's a strong leader. He's got a clear vision for America. He wants to put America first. He wants you to keep and save more of your own money. He wants to shrink the size of government. Thank God Donald Trump is the antithesis of Joe Biden. You know, it, when you listen to Joe Biden talk, and this is something that the Democrats, this is how Joe Biden believes he's going to win the election. This is how he believes he's going to beat Bernie Sanders. He's trying to out Bernie Bernie Sanders. He's trying to make it look like like the country is in this horrible, we're in uh, the pit of hell. And he's the only one that can jump in there and pull us out. This is Joe Biden speaking at his campaign rally yesterday about why he's the best person to beat Donald Trump. Winning means uniting America, not sowing more division and anger. It means not only fighting as president, but a president who will heal the country. The country has to be healed. Well, does the country have to be healed? Is the country wounded? Is the country, does the country have a broken wing? Is, is there something going on in this country that I don't know about? Where are the open, gushing wounds of this country? Where are the big burn marks on this country? What is it in this country that needs to be healed? I thought that we were wounded. I thought that Barack Obama and Joe Biden left us beat up and demoralized and limping. I went back during the Obama years. Everything was everything was way worse off. Taxes were ridiculous. Job growth was stagnant. Companies were fleeing the country never to come back. I mean, this was we we couldn't even afford health care. The government had to hand it to us. There's no way you can afford your own health care. We are no one will ever. There'll never be enough jobs for people to get their own health care. We just have to give it to you. And guess what? We're going to have to tax you even more to do it. That sounds to me like a wounded country. Today, I feel like our country is a lot stronger. I feel like we have more of our own money. We have a stronger military. We've got better trade deals. I feel like we are, we've got a strong leader. I feel like we're more respected. I feel like this coronavirus thing is under control because we closed down the borders from China. We said no more planes coming in from China. We quarantine people. We've got a strong leader like Mike Pence in charge of it. Look at all the media people that have had to change their tune or have been proven wrong. Look at how Congress, who tried to basically take over the government, they tried to stage a legal coup d'etat against the president of the United States, and they failed miserably. Doesn't seem like a wounded country to me. If anybody's trying to wound the country, if anyone's trying to wound the country, it's Congress. It's Nancy Pelosi. It's Jerry Nadler. It's Adam Schiff. 
They keep trying to stab Donald Trump and take him out and and slit his throat. But he's like Wolverine. He just he just rah, he just comes right back stronger than ever. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Then Joe Biden said that this is this was the most interesting thing about Joe Biden. Joe Biden just realized what's going on in schools. We're already seeing reports of children in school mimicking the behavior of the president. A large piece in the Washington Post talked about the the way in which teachers are finding kids are bullying other kids. Oh my God, kids in school are getting bullied. Guys, I don't know if you heard about this. Joe Biden's calling press conferences. Hey, hey, did you know that kids in school are getting bullied? It's happening. It's happening. Where has he been for the last four? Don't tell me Joe Biden didn't get bullied in school or probably Joe Biden was the bully in school. This is not late breaking news that, that kids in school are getting bullied. That's what happens. Teach your kids not to bully. Teach your kids what to do if they get bullied. But you're you're acting like this is this is oh, this is all Donald Trump's fault. I was I was literally watching Little House on the Prairie the other day and Laura Ingalls Wilder back in 1874 got bullied by Nellie Olson. Yet Joe Biden's blaming Donald Trump for bullying in schools. Is there any surprise that the kids would say, well, that's what the president does. Apparently, the Washington Post article laid out a school and talked about them saying to the teachers, that's what the president does. You know, our children are listening. They're listening. That's having a profound impact. Yeah, they're listening. They're listening. And you know what they're hearing? We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know, the, you know the thing. Yeah, so when my kids come home with D's in civics class because they think the Declaration of Independence says we hold these truths to you know, you know the thing, and they tell the teacher, well, that's what the vice president does. I mean, come on. You can't blame Donald Trump for bullying in schools. You can't blame Donald Trump for any of the problems we have. Donald Trump's only been here for three and a half years. Donald Trump has solved more problems than he's ever created. This is a weak campaign. It's a weak candidate. They're on their last leg. I don't care how many people drop out of this race and support Joe Biden. After today, he's done. I mean, that's the one that's the one silver lining of Super Tuesday is that after today, there'll be no more Joe Biden. They'll be you got you got Alabama, 52 Democratic delegates, American Samoa, Arkansas, California, 415 de delegates. You know who's been campaigning in, in California for the, for the last five years? Bernie Sanders. You know who hasn't? Joe Biden, because Joe Biden doesn't have any money. And the money that Joe Biden did get and he tried to spend in California yesterday, he couldn't buy any advertising. Bernie Sanders bought it all up. Michael Bloomberg bought it all up. Elizabeth Warren bought it all up. He's too late to the game. One win does not a candidate make. Massachusetts, 91 Democratic delegates at stake. Who do you think is going to win Massachusetts? Minnesota, 75 Democratic delegates at state. Amy Klobuchar's out of the way. You think everyone in Minnesota loves Amy Klobuchar so much that they're just going to take her recommendation and vote for Joe Biden? I'd be shocked. I am ending my campaign and endorsing Joe Biden for Yay! And Texas, Texas. Joe Biden believes that he can win Texas. That's why he spent so much time there in Whataburger. Virginia. Virginia has moved so far to the left that their 99 delegates, I guarantee, are going to go to Bernie Sanders. This is a state where the governor is trying to get rid of the Second Amendment. This is a state where the governor openly said on a radio interview, you know what? We can actually have postpartum abortion which the rest of us would just call you know murder but he calls it he calls it yeah you take the baby you make sure that it's comfortable this is as as far left 
a state as you can get these days. And Joe Biden thinks he's going to win. He's already behind. Bernie Sanders has the delegates. Bernie Sanders has the groundswell of support. Bernie Sanders has the the guerrilla operation. Bernie Sanders has the multimedia social media operation. Bernie Sanders has the field offices. Bernie Sanders has the money. Joe Biden has nothing. And after today, I mean, (laughs) he's going to have even less tomorrow morning. I guarantee we're all going to be talking about Bernie Sanders and how they're going to try to steal the election. from. Look, Joe Biden, he may lose, but he's not going anywhere. He's going to be he's going to be sticking around because that's all they have. All the Democrats have left is Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton and 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 Barack Obama and and Nancy Pelosi. He's their last line of defense. If Biden goes away quietly, then the skeletons come out of the closet and then. It, the, the you know what hits the fan. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Got to take one more quick break. We'll try to squeeze in as many calls as possible. Brandon, Luke, Troy, Dino, Roger, Chris, everybody, hang tight. It's the Mark K Show on one zero four point five WOKV. Who do you think had enough juice to call, make them phone calls to Buddha Judge and Steyer? and uh, that other lady and and get them out of the race right before Super Thursday. I'll take it off the air. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. (laughs) By the way, with the open mic message, you don't have to say I'll take it off the air. Because you're not on the air. But I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, What was the question? Oh, yeah. I don't know who it is, but if I were ever working in a campaign or like in a party, I would want that to be my job. I would want to be the guy that's like, hey, Mark, you have to call Amy Klobuchar and crush her dreams. I'd be like, I'm, I'm the guy. I'm the guy. I'll do it. If you, hey, Mark, you need to call uh, Pete Buttigieg and tell him to get out. I'm like, done. I will be there for that. That's my. Uh, that would be something I could definitely handle. Uh, but you look. I mean, look. It, Tom Steyer. He left because he's he was camp financing his own campaign. He realized he was just wasting money. And unlike unlike Michael Bloomberg, I, I guess you know he only has six billion, whereas Bloomberg has like sixty billion. So I guess he's got a little bit more to he's got a little bit more to spend. Um, but he he pulled himself out of the race. Everybody else, they got their marching orders from the Democratic National Committee. And the marching orders were to make way for jo- for sleepy Joe Biden, because apparently he's going to wake up now and beat everybody. Chris in Greenville, uh, Michigan. How are you, Chris? Good. Thanks, Mark. Um, hey, you talked earlier about um, Biden passing out cabinet members, uh, cabinet positions uh, like candy to people like Buttigieg, Hillary, Michelle Obama and, and in exchange for their support. Is it possible that Barack Obama would be eligible to be put in a cabinet position? And if so, would that give a boost to Biden's presidential run? I don't know. Here's the thing. Barack Obama could do pretty much anything. But the last thing you want to do is go back to work when you have all this money and time on your hand. And the last thing you want to do is go back to work for your for the, a guy. Guy who used to work for you. Uh, plus, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, like, I, I think that in the end, you know, a couple of these guys, look, Ben Carson ended up in the cabinet, right? Because he was on stage. He was a presidential contender. He bowed out. He supported Donald Trump. He gets the uh, Department of Health. There was it of uh, housing and urban development. OK, fine. Um, but I don't think that it's a draw. I don't think having I don't think having Barack Obama in the cabinet is <laughs> it's a draw for anybody. You know, I mean, and I Barack Obama isn't even much of a draw. The last time he endorsed somebody, she lost. He's not going to get up again and say, hey, I know I told you Hillary would win and y'all didn't believe me. But this time Joe's going to win. And then he's going to lay. I mean, it, it's he's spoiled goods. The best thing Barack Obama can do right now is stay in 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 uh, where is he? Massachusetts in his 15 million dollar house and and write books and pretend to care about the United States of America. 
855-765-1045. Luke in Okeechobee. How you doing, Luke? Well, I'm rebuilding the PTO, so I'm doing pretty good, bud. Oh, good, Luke. Uh, real quick, what's up, man? Uh, I was watching Fox a while ago on the TV out here in the shop, and Donna Brazil had the gall to get on there and say that the idea that the Democratic National Committee was fixing the campaign or, or the primary against or for one candidate was laughable. That's not what she said four years ago. No, that's not what she said four years ago when she called up CNN and gave, and said, uh, hey, we are going to need all the questions for Hillary Clinton before the debate so that we can practice. And CNN gave them to her. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We, we appreciate it. Listen, we got to get out of here. We got to go out there and we've got to monitor all of these races. We've got to, we've got to, we were staring at the TV, waiting to see what happens in Texas and California and Maine and Minnesota and Utah and Virginia and Vermont. And tomorrow, uh, before we kick off whatever you want Wednesday, we will have a complete rundown of Super Tuesday and we will see just who's left in this crazy presidential race. I'm Mark A. Hey, thanks so much for uh, listening. Coming up, we've got traffic. Weather news and My, go. You know the you know the thing. Yeah, that's all next on one hundred four point five WOKV.